With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take a closer look at unlimited data plans, and you'll see they're not always upfront with their prices. Not at T-Mobile. Get unlimited data with taxes and fees already included. And right now, get four lines of unlimited data while on our network for just 40 bucks each per month with AutoPay. So go ahead, take a closer look, and you'll see nobody does unlimited like T-Mobile. Don't wait. Hurry into a T-Mobile store or call us at 1-800-T-MOBILE and switch today. Top 3% of data users over 32 gigs a month may notice reduced speeds. Welcome to the Cowboy Kingdom Podcast. I'm Vince Miracle. And once again, guys, we are doing a solo show. I have to let everyone know right off the top, right in the beginning of the show, that if my voice sounds a little different or if you're going to be hearing me kind of fade in and out just a little bit, it's because I'm going to be moving away from the microphone to cough. It's allergy season and the time of night in which I am doing this episode uh, let's just say my allergy medicine has worn down, my cough is here, and my nose is running, but I'm still doing the show, and I'm ready to talk some Sacramento Kings basketball in this episode, and at the time I'm recording this, the Sacramento Kings do still have one preseason game left, however, we are going to review the entire preseason in a whole, um, don't get too mad about it, I mean, they do still have to play against the New Orleans Pelicans, so take whatever I say on certain contexts with a grain of salt, and I will be preferencing everything that I'm saying by letting you guys know each time I'm bringing up certain statistics or certain thoughts on certain players through this preseason that they could still have one really good game against the New Orleans Pelicans. But to start off the show, I'm going to start off with the little bit of news that there was out there, and it was just this right here, is that Marshall Henderson and... Uh, Vince Hunter have now been officially waived by the Sacramento Kings, leaving just two un- unguaranteed contracts of Eric Moreland and David Stockton fighting for that 15th spot on the Sacramento Kings roster, which is a good little segue to really start off this show because between these two, it's who it's between these two on who's going to actually make that final spot. I think the obvious answer is 
Eric Moreland, especially after the after the great show that he put on in L.A. or in Las Vegas against L.A. But what a game, what a performance he should put on in just 15 minutes. 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks, and again in only 14 minutes of action. As soon as he stepped on the court, he was just everywhere. Wherever the ball was, he was. Eric Moreland was a beast on the court in Las Vegas. And it was really good to see. After watching him get waved and seeing the reaction from a lot of Kings fans saying, Oh no, Eric Moreland needed to come back. He's a really good player. It's good to see that the Kings did bring him back. They saw the potential there. I know he was drawing a lot of interest from Detroit, and I really thought he was actually going to go there. But he decided to come back to Sacramento. The Kings brought him back. Unguaranteed deal. And he proved his worth. He proved that the potential is still there for him. Even though he's still coming off that shoulder injury, he's now fully back. He showed it during the summer league. And now he's showing it in the preseason in limited minutes. And it, (coughs) it was really nice to see. With David Stockton, it's not that he's a bad player. Because, I mean, let's be honest. He made it to the NBA. He's a really good basketball player. The thing about David Stockton, though, is he's so small. He's a small dude. Not very tall. He's only a few inches taller than I am. And I'm only 5'8". I'm I'm 5'8", fat, brown, and on the ground. I'll tell you that right now. But... There's just too much depth at the position in which the depth at that position is so talented where David Stockton's potential is not necessarily needed on this team. You have Seth Curry, who they're hoping can still be something. The potential is still there with him, (coughs) former D-League MVP. And then when you go to the center position in which he's competing for that final roster spot for Quincy A.C., Costa Kufis, Willie Cauley-Stein, DeMarcus Cousins. Yes, that position is also stacked with talented players. However, what gives Eric Moreland the edge is the fact that he can produce in limited minutes better than I believe David Stockton can at the potential. (coughs) The potential that Eric Moreland brings is something that the Kings would benefit from just to keeping him on the roster. Now, for all I know, by the time this show comes out on Friday, again, I record this on a Thursday, it gets published out on a Friday. You guys probably listen throughout, throughout the entire weekend. Let me hear what you guys think. Follow me on Twitter at VM Center, hashtag CK Podcast. I don't know your guys' thoughts on this, but for all we know, both of these players won't make this roster. Both these guys will be waived or, or, or let go from the team and go, go play for the team down in Reno and be on their watch list. Fantasy season, guys. They're on the watch list. So, for all we know, that's what's going to happen. But if we had to choose between the two to make that 15th man roster, because it doesn't have to be a 15-man roster, but to make that 15th man roster, I, I you have to give the, the edge to Eric Moreland. Eric Moreland, it would be the guy that they keep, that they would bring on and and see what he can become. Another big takeaway from the Lakers game was Ben McLemore. The play of Ben McLemore. He finally scored in double digits this preseason. It wasn't anything special. He didn't shoot the ball very well, but he was assertive. He was aggressive. He actually demanded the basketball. And it was something nice to see. He actually had some quite a few nice drives to the basket in, in showing his dribbling and driving offense. But... 
still that shot's not falling for him. And the concerns I've had about him are still there. I still feel that this needs to be a breakout season for Ben McLemore and that and that he needs to show his worth. I think the team knows he has potential. He showed his potential last season by rising his numbers in basically every statistical category, but but it's one of those things where it it was a problem for him in the in the regular season where he kept hitting that wall where he would go through stretches of barely hitting any shots. His opponents were scoring on him at will. And defensively, if he can improve just defensively, not necessarily offensively, but just defensively, that's that would be a good sign. He needs to have a season in which he finds his place in the NBA and not just be considered a young potential player. He needs to be able to find his his place in the NBA. Is he going to just be a sharpshooter? Is he going to be a defender? Is he going to live up to his potential? This is the year in which we need to find out uh, about this, about Ben McLemore. And through this preseason, it has not been a good sign. Hopefully, by the time you guys listen to this, the the Kings have played the Pelicans and he, he goes off for 33 points or something like that. That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. But from what we've seen this entire preseason, from what we have saw, from what I have seen, it has not been looking good. The The Kings might not be having any worries right now. For all we know, he's just testing out what he's been practicing. And the work ethic of this kid is is extremely good. I mean, he, he showed it all through social media during the offseason of how much he actually worked. And so I don't doubt the fact that he has the potential to, do, to be a nice player in the NBA and to find his rhythm and to succeed at this level. But from the preseason, he still hit that wall. He's still having the trouble to find that rhythm. Again, it's preseason. He it, it's it's a glorified practice right now. So I'm not going to read too much into it. But from what we've seen, again, it it draws a huge question mark over the number 23. Now staying at that two guard position, though. James Anderson has looked nice in his little bit of time that he's gotten. He's came in as the starter that one game, I believe, against the Spurs. And then from there, he's kind of made his presence known. I mean, George Carl said in a press conference that, you know, it might not show up on a stat sheet, but what he's been doing for them has been quite good, and they were really impressed by him. And I understand why I think that game against the Lakers, he showed that He's a bit more aggressive than we thought. He was driving to the basket, and then that jump shot was falling. He's, he himself was also being very assertive, just like Ben McLemore was. Maybe this was just a game of being very aggressive, and, and that's exactly what they did, and they came out victorious 107-100. to 100. It was a good game to watch. Definitely, Eric Moreland was amazing. Again, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks in just 15 minutes. Awesome stats. Rudy Gay did not shoot the ball well at all throughout that game. However, he was still a very important player in that offense and a very efficient player in the sense of he, leaving the first quarter, finished with 8 points and 9 rebounds. After one quarter, he nearly got a double-double. He was everywhere on the court. Now, the shots were not falling. No, they were not. 
but he proved that he can still be a factor on the floor even when his shot isn't falling. And it was a good sight to see. I think Rudy Gay is in for a big year under George Carl. He's in for a big year under George Carl, and he knows it. I think that NBA rank of, I believe he's like the 70th best, best small forward, I think that's bothering him a little bit. I mean, it would bother me too because there's no way that he's that low. The players that they had in in front of him are crazy, and and the way he responded with that little gif of Chris Rock or that picture of Chris Rock from Friday was hilarious. Rudy Gay is going to be very nice for George Carl this season. I can guarantee you that. Twenty points, twenty one points a game. He's going to get you at least six rebounds. He's going to be a a Carmelo Anthony esque player. And because he's going to be the second, the second guy, he's going to be the number two guy. Number three, this number, this might surprise some people. The number three person on this team is still going to be Darren Collison. It's not going to be Rondo. Rondo is going to be the facilitator. Facilitator. Rondo is going to be basically the <coughs> the one orchestrating this team. He's going to be directing this team, the directing this movie that is the Sacramento Kings. Darren Collison will still be that number three guy, and he's shown that he is he's in he's ready, locked and loaded, and ready and prepared to have a breakout season during the 2015-16 season, as well as Rondo. Uh, Rondo has had a very good preseason, drawing on plays. You know, his him and George Carl's relationship is is very strong. So it seems everyone is really starting to get along. What I what I really want to see is. What's going to happen with this group as soon as it hits adversity? That's where things are going to start being eye-opening for me on which I, what I really want to see. Because this first stretch of games, like I mentioned in the last podcast, is it's it's tough. The, the West has gotten deeper. And so I want to see what happens when this team hits a little bit of adversity. Does Cousins and Carl still work out? Does... All all these other things, do they still blend? Question marks. These are still question marks. Those have not gone away. But as of right now, everyone is good. Everyone is excited, and it seems everyone is on the same page. They want to win basketball games. They see the potential, and they have really bought into that suicide squad mentality, which you got to love. you got to love it. you got to be excited as Kings fans when you hear certain things like that. At this point in the preseason, it's... The Kings are four and one, four and one. They have one game left again against the New Orleans Pelicans, like I've been stating. They've looked solid, and against the Lakers, it's probably been their, arguably their best basketball they've played all preseason long. It looks like everything is finally starting to gel together. There are those little irons, or those little kinks that still need to be ironed out, but it's it's working, and. Like I said, I want to be I want to be able to look at this team and see what they do through adversity. I mean, I want to see how they handle that. I mean, everything's good when everyone is winning, but the West is deeper. The teams are harder, especially when they're when you're playing in regular season basketball. So I want to see how the Kings adapt to that and how they react to when they go on a four game losing streak, because that's when it will get interesting. That's when it'll be a very very intriguing team to watch and see how they handle adversity. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I gave you guys my number last week, and if you guys did not hear it or if it did not come clear enough, you know, some 
Bleacher Reports, you know, you read certain places and you you see 35 wins. I believe Vegas has them at 33 wins right now in the season. I stand firm with my number at 43. I believe they'll go they'll go 40 they'll have 43 wins, 39 losses. I don't see it being that much of a stretch. I mean, I think the team has talent from top to bottom from every acquisition that they brought in from James Anderson, Costa Kufis, D-League MVP Steph Curry or sorry, Steph Seth Curry. Everyone has shown that they can be productive while on the floor, and everyone has really bought into the this George Carl system. And it's the anticipation level to watch this team is so high right now. Whether you're the national media or someone that wants to see this team fail, or if you're a fan of this team and you want to see this team succeed, the anticipation level to actually watch a Sacramento Kings team either flourish or get dismantled and 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 knock down on them whatever side you're falling on this has probably been the most hyped anyone has been for a Sacramento Kings season in a long time this year will mark i believe the ninth year in the drought this is either year 9 or 9 in year 10 there's nearly a decade already that this Kings team has not seen the playoffs and they have a strong chance to get there they have a strong chance to be a playoff team this year and it starts by just buying into everything and becoming a team. And during this preseason, there's no denying that it it seems that's exactly what they've done. Everyone has gelled together. Everyone has became one. Everyone has, again, like I said, bought into being a family, bought into being a suicide squad. And it's exciting. I'm really excited to see it. But... I want to hear all of your guys' projections. I want to hear your guys' projected win totals for the Sacramento Kings season this year. Use the hashtag CKPodcast. I want to hear all of you guys' answers. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at VMCenter. I'm always active on Twitter. You guys can either see all my retweets, see all my tweets. If you guys ask me a question on Twitter, I'll definitely respond. Uh, Again, hashtag CKPodcast with your win projections. I want to know what you guys think. What you guys think? Are they automatically playoffs? Do you think they're only a little bit better than what they were last year? Or are you with me where you're at 43 wins but you're not sure about playoffs? Let me know what you guys think. Hashtag CK Podcast on Twitter at VM Center. No matter how you're listening to the show, iTunes, um, Cowboy Kingdom, anywhere that you're listening to this show, Give us a rate. I know there's a rate button somewhere there. Leave your guys' comments in the comment section below. I want to know what you guys think about the podcast, what you guys think we should add to it, anything like that. We want to you know, continue what James did and expand on it. And like I said in the very first episode in which I did this, did the Cowboy Kingdom podcast is I don't want to sound like a cover band to James, but at the same time, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not fixing anything. I don't want to change too much, but I want to add what you, the fans that listen to the show, needs to be added to it so let me know you guys' thoughts rate it comment on it let us know what you guys think what you guys like what you guys dislike if you guys are doing itunes give it five stars you know the only way we can continue to get better is by and working up these rankings is by with your guys' help and we know that hit the like button on our facebook page if you're if you're not a subscriber yet to our youtube channel youtube.com slash cowboy kingdom go subscribe there Again, I am Vince Miracle. Follow me on Twitter at VM Center. Let me know your win projections with the hashtag CK Podcast. And until next time, Sacramento Kings fans, bye bye.
What if a nursing college cared for its students the same way nurses cared for their patients? What if the focus was on keeping students in, not weeding them out? What would happen? Something extraordinary. Join us, and together we can make a difference. Chamberlain University College of Nursing. Extraordinary care, extraordinary nurses. Visit Chamberlain's Arlington campus for an open house on September 14th at 4 p.m. Enrolling for our three-year BSN degree program with no current wait list. Register at chamberlain.edu.